0: To the fifth episode of this podcast. And don't be confused, you're in the right place. This was My Corner of Earth. It's now the Scottish Garden Podcast. The only podcast talking about the plants, growers, and gardens of Scotland. So if you want to hear more about all of that, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Scottish Garden Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Julianne Robertson and yes, we have had a small makeover because we're owning the fact that this is the podcast which talks about Scottish gardens and gardening. So far this season, we've spoken to a flower farmer in Perthshire, an independent nursery in Fife, a community garden in Dundee and horticulture students designing some brilliant spaces for Gardening Scotland. Now it's episode five and I'm recording this from my own back garden. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping and the hens are clucking, you might be able to hear them in the background. Because I'm opening the doors and inviting you all for a virtual visit. Because this episode is an interview with Terrell Dobson, the Director of Scotland's Garden Scheme. This is the organisation which helps people to make their private gardens public. So if you fancy showing off your space, Terrell and her team can help you to make it happen. The scheme's been running since 1931 and the purpose of it is to raise money for some really good causes. Now my burning question was just how perfect does your garden have to be to open to the public? But I began by asking her what are some of the main reasons why people decide to take part in the scheme.
1: I was at a a party up in Inverness, sure. um, there's often sort of parties once a year with people who open and the volunteers just to say thank you and all that, and I was cornered by this chap who said, I just want you to know, I open my garden for two reasons, to meet like-minded people and to raise money for my charity. Okay. Yeah, so so it is really a mixture of that, There, there's usually something that's important that they'd like to raise too. So, so I mean, the whole roots of Scotland's Garden Scheme was, you know, to raise money originally for the Queen's Nurses, and that was before there was an NHS. Okay. So they had no pension, they had no training money. So it it really wor- was people throwing open their gardens in order to help, um, you know, medicine and help nursing, and and that's really just still evolves. People okay. have um, something that they want to raise for. Maybe there's a leaky church hall Mm -hmm. or there's a girl scout troop or your father had parkinson's Mm -hmm. and you want to raise money for it that sort of
0: thing right so the roots of it really are in that fundraising element and and that's the kind of center of the organization absolutely i mean we were a committee of the queen's nursing Mm -hmm. institute of scotland
1: we were just a you know, a, a section of that. And, um, and then as that grew and grew and grew, and then as the NHS came along and the NHS was able to support nursing, then we sort of stepped out on our own and, and then expanded. But we still, one of the core beneficiaries is the Queen's Nurses, and, and that's still an important, mm-hmm. um, we still have an important relationship with them.
0: And health itself, health and well being is now yeah. quite an important theme. Yeah, yeah. This year in particular? Well, we decided that we would celebrate it this year and start, start to make a bigger
1: deal about it. I mean, Health and well-being have been at the core of Scotland's Garden Scheme since the beginning because it was health-based, um, you know, core charities and well-beings. Perennial is, is one that helps gardeners when they are hit hard times. Um, the National Trust may be a little different, but it was still the garden fund there. And then Maggie's, so those four are, mm-hmm. are all health-based um, mm-hmm charities. So, no, that's always been the core of what, what we were about. And really the idea of themes, we've only done themes the last couple of years and we we did the Year of Young People last year because Visit Scotland did Year of Young People and we made quite a fuss over and we had storytelling in, in the gardens and we actually achieved um, all the private gardens across the country are free to children now, and we achieved and convinced everyone not to even charge a nominal amount for children um, just to let them free, so it was easy for families to enjoy so we we got into the theme idea then and and then we thought well let 's keep going with this theme idea and health and well being and let 's start to make a deal about it let 's start to really celebrate that because it is at the root uh, of what we do.
0: I think a lot of people now are waking up to that and and discussing it a lot more, openly the link between gardening or even just the outdoors, being outdoors and being good for your health, physical and mental. Well that's the thing, there are so many angles of that, so mm-hmm. you're growing food,
1: yes. you're, uh, you know, I think anybody's a gardener will tell you, you probably could tell yourself and anybody here that would be listening would say the same thing, if you've got something really bothering you, go out in the garden. Yeah, <laughs> And somehow it just unravels when you're in the garden. Yeah. I don't know why and I don't yeah. know how, but it just unravels. Maybe it's not as important or maybe you can see through it a little bit better. You can be more objective about it. So, you know, there's something about the peace of a garden, which mm-hmm. is really good for your mental well-being. And then of course, you know, you're physically hoeing and digging and kneeling and standing and, and all. And you know, there's so many aspects mm-hmm. to do
0: with health. That's so true. Yeah. I used to run a lot and i've tried meditation and things like that and um i think when it comes down to it especially at this time of year when the garden is busy anyway Mm. i I sort of feel like well those boxes are already being ticked when i'm in the garden and weeding or something like that it's just it is that mindfulness and that presence of of being in the moment and and also the exercise of walking to and fro and i've forgotten my (laughs) oh and i need to go and get it from the other side and and all this sort of thing so i feel like you know gardening is like it's just across the board, so good for you, and yeah, good for yeah. me, definitely. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And your garden in particular, so your herbal medicine is your thing. Yeah, so Not I had so
1: this, this mid-life, mid-life <laughs>
0: and I, I trained as a herbalist.
1: But well, I'd always had an interest in natural okay. health and all, and um, we're an organic farm here. Okay. And I was trying to think of things to do on the farm, so I thought, well, maybe I'll get to know a little bit more about herbal medicine. I don't know, I thought maybe we might do something commercial with it, but... When I really learned more about the legislative part of that and the clipboard and the and the hairnet I would be required, i I decided, no, no, no. So instead, really, what I came out with is, uh, you know, I created this garden to help people learn more about herbal medicine. so okay. it, it's it, it's laid out with information and signs about you know different body systems and different herbs and what it does. and um, just really. You know, it's sweet to see how many people are quite interested in just yeah. knowing more about how plants can, you know, help you feel better.
0: Again, I think it's something that people don't know an awful lot about, but is growing. Yeah. the fact that you can use various things to treat yeah. or to, you know, put them in a tea and it makes you feel better. But it's our roots.
1: I mean, yeah. actually,
0: it's our roots. So
1: we're more like we're reawakening to it. Yeah. When I did my dissertation, it was on um, the use of. Herbs in in the highlands and islands, mm. I listened to the sound archives at the University of Edinburgh um, School of Scottish Studies. I mean, we mm. have a rich history mm. in herbs because they were what was used when when doctors were not e- easily accessible
0: so mm.
1: so I just think we're we're reminding ourselves
0: that the history's there there's a lot there's a lot there yeah. no i hadn't thought of it that way before that it is like an historical, but mm. it's something that you could it's our roots yeah it's I, the first medicine yeah. You know, so, yeah. So Before we had medicine. <laughs> Before we had
1: medicine, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's why, you know, plants are really inspiring, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, every plant must do something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, some way. So. Some of them are
0: so useful. Yeah. Yeah. Incredibly. In several ways. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, exactly, and in, in many ways. And so your job is to sort of, I guess, then point people to the right plants and educate them I suppose to, to someone comes in and says oh, i have this issue you don't necessarily treat them but you kind of show them and you educate them about how, how they might help yeah.
1: well no themselves. i don't really know because actually that might not be safe you know yeah. it wouldn't really be safe to 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 push people to self-treat without really understanding okay. you know because it's medicine like yeah. anything else is medicine i think it's just helping people know more about yeah. and appreciate that that um that plants are more than just something to look at, that they have these purposes. And um, I mean, I've always had a lot of fun um, speaking with uh, garden groups because you can you know, put up herbaceous plants and, and then let them name them. Mm-hmm. And always funny to watch whether they name them with a common name or a Latin name. Then you know, kind of know what your crowd's like, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then you tell them what it does, and and that's it's quite mind blowing yeah. to a lot of people. So you do a lot know? of talks and things like that. Yeah, yeah, know yeah, I do. I'm probably more Scotland's Garden Scheme things now, yeah. you yeah. know. But I'll probably always have a little
0: bit of a flavor of okay. herbal medicine. Cool. So. Um. So coming back to the scheme then, what's it like for someone that wants to open their garden? Like, if if I wanted to open my garden for the first time, what would I have to do to get to that point? Um, What you would have to do is
1: just get in touch with us. Mm -hmm. And um, so, as I said, we've got 23 districts across the country, Mm -hmm. and each of them has a district organiser, like myself or Angus, and then probably a committee. And if you add an interest, then... um, we would send it the district organizer would be in touch, probably come over, sit down, chat with you about it, um, and really just you know really just explain I mean what what we what we really need to do is to help people understand that we are not going to show up and inspect their garden. <laughs> See, that's what I good enough or not, because yeah. if you love your garden, yeah. other people will love your garden too. Okay, so it doesn't have to reach a certain standard. No, 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 no. I mean, what we're looking for, obviously we're looking for a horticulture interest, but if you are loving your garden, it will have horticulture interest. Okay. Um, the only thing that we might say, and re- with a reservation, would be if it's not a big enough garden to keep enough interest it, it might, so we look for about 45 minutes of interest for you to have an open day. So the, the typical open day is a Sunday from 2 to 4. Mm-hmm. People come along, they see the garden, there's often teas, so there has to be enough for them to see and there has to be enough room for them to be and to park and all. And if you don't have that, then we would say, let's try to find a few other gardens in this area yeah. and let's create a group opening or a village opening and then let's see if the church hall will let you do the teas there. Mm-hmm. So we, would ne-
0: we never ever would say no. Okay. Never would say no. no. So, and people don't then necessarily feel stress or pressure to have their garden looking absolutely perfect. Yeah,
1: well, that's easier. That's the easier set of, no, you don't have to have your garden be perfect for us to come and chat. I mean, if you open your garden, you are going to make sure your garden (laughs) looks perfect because we can't help ourselves but do that. Um, That's true. Yeah, but for us to come and chat with you, no, no, not at all. And we're not going to say, sorry, you know, your plants are not important enough or, you know, your garden's not anything enough. If your garden, if you love your garden and you want to share it then we would like to help you share it Um, Mm. so we'll look for ways to help you there are lots of different ways you can open so you can open on a on a on a day so you know two to five on a sunday is the typical opening and people come and if you're opening for the first time you can get quite a few people because you have that snoop factor (laughs) Everybody likes to come and see you can also open over you know, over a week or over a month or once a week over the summer or, and if you do something like that, you won't get all crowd all at one time. Mm-hmm. There, there wouldn't be any expectations for you to constantly have tea. You could open by arrangement so that you say, I'm happy to open my garden. If people get in touch, okay. we can agree a time. You could be part of a trail, if a trail is going on, and that's when we open a group of gardens all at one time with mm-hmm. a ticket that lets you see all of them. And you know, there are lots of different ways to open. There, it's not just one scary big opening.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I guess people maybe will choose a time of the year that where yeah, their, garden, that their seems garden seems to, to be looks best. peaking. Yeah, yeah exactly,
1: yeah. that their garden looks best. Mm-hmm. And then what we can do is, so the committee is there, we can talk through how to open. Um, what things you might want to consider when you're open. We um, put you in the guidebook. We put you on the website. We try to push that um, website information out to other What's On pages. We have leaflets. We give you posters to put up. When your open day comes, we give you banners to put up out front to let everyone know where mm-hmm. you are and arrows to help direct people to you. So we have sort of all the event management paraphernalia and advice that you need to do it. So, okay. Because you're a gardener, you're not an event manager. Yeah. So, so we help hold your hand through the event side of that and then um, you raise your money and then we'll, you can select. You could raise for us and our core. Mm. beneficiaries or you can choose your own if, if there's someone you'd like to, something that you'd like to raise for and then we'll see that they get paid
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that they know that you did
0: a right. good deed of opening mm-hmm. and all. I'm always wanting to sort of bang the drum for Scottish gardens and Scottish horticulture at the moment and I imagine this must be a fantastic showcase, like if you could go to every single garden that was open across the year, I'm sure you would see a vast it's, range. Am, it's amazing what
1: we have. Yeah. It is I I'm always astounded at
0: the gardens that mm-hmm. we have. Um
1: I mean some you know, some amazingly big gardens, some um, fantastic what's really wonderful sometimes are the gems you might find in a village. You yeah. know, and you can go across a village. Letham opened a few years mm-hmm. back in Angus and they had seven gardens open and I mean a couple of the gardens were just to die for. You know, and then there was somebody who had astroturf, you know, which maybe some people would say, oh, yeah, but yeah. you know what? I've never seen astroturf in place, <laughs> and he was really proud of it, and it was really good actually yeah. to say, well, that's what it looks like if you put astroturf in your garden." It's good to see, yeah. you know, and it was a village open, and it was done. It was the um, the the garden club for Latham. Um, and, and it was great, actually, to to have them share all their gardens with the people who came. Um, it was wonderful.
0: And gardening is, uh, or our perception of garden is quite subjective anyway, isn't it? So I yeah, guess what, exactly. there must be something out there for everybody to There's appreciate.
1: something for absolutely everyone. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that's why, if you love your garden, other people will too, there'll be things in your garden, well you know, whenever you go to a garden, mm-hmm. when you go to your friend's garden, you'll say I haven't thought about putting that next to my to the roses. That's really good. Or, gosh, that water feature does make
0: a difference. Maybe
1: I should think about a water feature. Yeah. You just get little ideas.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's why going to the shows and things like that is really inspirational yeah, as well. Even if you see a show garden that looks, you know, perfect, every petal is flawless. Yeah, yeah. There's still something there you're going to go, Oh, I could do that, or I could put that plant with that. No, absolutely. I love that part of yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We have, I mean... Gallery Garden in Angus is an absolutely stunning mm. showcase garden, beautiful. They've been in every gardening magazine that there is. So that's a good one to see okay. um, and all. But, and and you, would, you would look and you wouldn't say, oh, you know, I'll do that. But you walk into this one room, it's this golden room, and, and everything is different shades of gold, and you think, wow, that's effective. Everybody could do that. Yeah. You, know? you don't have to have this big garden and the same big room and all, but the effect... Yeah. You can take that effect home.
0: I'm going to have to go, that sounds amazing. Go to that garden. Yeah, I will. yeah Go to that
1: garden. Are there any yeah. other
0: gardens that are particularly outstanding, or unusual, or any that you can think of that people really should, or no, must the, see?
1: No, I think that there are all kinds. Now, um, Brecon is, Brecon's about, Brecon's having two openings, Brecon Village, and I think there are like seven to nine uh, gardens opening okay. both, so that, those are town gardens. Mm-hmm. And quite a variety of town gardens. Kilree village is opening in June, and and that's quite stunning to be up in the glens and just that backdrop of the glens, and to see what, how to garden because that's gardening sort of against, um, you know, you're working hard. Arbroath yeah. is having a collection of gardens open okay. as well. Um, no, I mean if you if you, you know as they say. If you go on our website, on the front page is find a garden, mm-hmm. you put your postcode in and say, tell me things that are within 20 miles that are open in June, and then it'll give you a list. Definitely be or, something. I'm off, you know, I'm off to the highlands mm-hmm. on holiday, and this is a week I'm away, and what we'll, what might be open. A lot of gardens are open by arrangement. That means you have to get in touch, but and I think that's a real barrier. I'm not sure how to break that barrier. Okay. We, we, we internally need to talk about how to, how to help break that. But when someone is open by arrangement, it is simply because they don't want to commit. Mm-hmm. We ask people to decide if they want to open for us. We, we're asking them in September, October of the previous year. Mm -hmm. And as you can imagine, plenty of people might not be willing to commit that they will be around, you know, every Saturday through June, July, and August, but they still really want to share their garden. And so they, when they say by arrangements, it's simply because they want to show you the garden, but they'd like to find a mutual time. So um, there's always gardens open, at Mm -hmm. least by arrangement, if not all the time. And then the open days, you know, are are just sort of fun and festive.
0: Has anyone ever had to cancel because they've had some kind of garden disaster? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like well, flooding, or, you know, there's slugs have eaten everything, or... Yeah, the
1: slugs ate everything! No! <laughs> Do you know, I'll tell you though, it, when you say that, you remind me, um, there there was... I can't remember the garden name now, it was in Fife. They had a tree come down on the drive. Oh, no. And they were almost going to cancel, and and actually, they decided to go ahead. And they put something in their press release about it like please bear with us if you want to come we're not going to close but the tree is down and the garden has had been challenged and then, and a crowd of people came it was it was really sweet that they all were there still because at the end of the day you're still trying to to raise your money mm-hmm. so you no know, occasionally there's a cancellation because something happens in someone's
0: life but not really garden disasters. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Now there's one garden I did want to ask you about. Um, yeah. The the garden cosmic speculation oh, always seems to attract yeah. a lot of um, attention. Oh effect, my gosh, it, it does.
1: It's quite incredible. It's yeah. quite incredible. In fact, that when we sell tickets to, and you can only yeah. come if you have a ticket, and the reason for that is two years ago, we still didn't have a, a limited ticket and we had a huge number of people show up and we caused the biggest traffic jam no, no. <laughs> <laughs> do sure has seen and um yeah and so yeah. because of that we had to but no it's an amazing garden mm. and it's it's actually a really fun opening i i, I usually do always go to that yeah. opening and help people from people will call us in the office and say okay we're flying in from russia what airport ah. should we land oh, in wow. and it brings people from all over the world mm. and all kinds of different people, and a lot of pilgrimages for for Maggie mm-hmm. um, you know because that very much touches the heart of everyone mm-hmm. yeah it's it's a ama- it's an amazing mm. wild, crazy mm-hmm. interesting yes. huge it, it's like a park really we have amazing gardens up here and yeah. and they are very different than the gardens down that down south but well. Wow. Well, those of us who are up here know. I mean, our gardens, they're greener than anywhere, and yeah. our colors, our whole color scheme in yeah. Scotland is, you know, sort of these lovely sort of purpley, greeny, blue, wonderful shades. Um, you know, I would really encourage people to visit. You can get great ideas It, if you're thinking about getting more involved in gardening and you don't know a lot about it, a perfect thing to do is go to a mm-hmm. garden because our garden openers love to talk about their gardens. You know, or if you have a garden, if you have a problem in your garden, you know, I, I'm having trouble growing, X. how did you grow it, they'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so visit and support and, 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 and don't worry if you think you might want to open. We will never strong arm anybody into opening because it has to be fun. So we have a really strong mantra and it's even in our mission. It has to be enjoyable and rewarding. So if you sit down with us and you hear the whole thing and you think, nah, not for me, we are not gonna push. We are gonna say, good, that's fine. Please visit
0: gardens then. was Terrell Dobson, Director of Scotland's Garden Scheme. And I want to say a big thank you to her for taking time out of her day to chat to me and for inviting me into her beautiful garden. Our chat took place at the Glasshouse of Her Garden, which is the Herbalist's Garden at Logie. It's open by appointment this summer so you can go along and see it for yourself. You can make an arrangement with Terrell or pop along to the end of season plant sale in September. I certainly think I will. The bit that sticks with me from this discussion with Terrell was her saying that your garden doesn't have to be perfect. She said, if you love your garden, other people will love it too. And I guess that's really what it's all about, isn't it? If you enjoy inviting friends and family into your garden, then maybe it's worthwhile considering opening it to others and supporting a good cause while you're at it. I hope listening to our chats also inspired you to get out and visit some open gardens this year. We discussed a lot of local ones in Dundee and Angus, but there are places open right across Scotland. The full list is in the official Scotland's Garden Scheme book, or you can visit the website scotlandsgardens.org, where you can find a handy search tool as well. It can help you locate a garden by area, by date, or even according to specific features. So if you're into alpines, orchards, wildlife gardens, whatever it is you love, there's something there for you. So do check it out. Links to the Scotland's Gardens website are in the show notes, along with the Instagram and Facebook pages, and all my contact information is there as well. My social hangout of choice is instagram i'm there as at my corner of Earth. And I post updates on the podcast there with the new hashtag Scottish Garden Podcast. So check that out for news and information about what's coming up in the next wee while. You can drop me a line too if you like. Tell me if you like the new name for the podcast, the Scottish Garden Podcast. Or let me know if you have any suggestions for who I should talk to for a future episode. I am open to suggestion for that. All being well, we'll be back again in July with some more chit-chat about Scottish gardens and growers. Until then, be happy and well in your garden. Goodbye.